Hi, welcome to Politics Done Right. Politics Done Right is a podcast for young conservatives by young conservatives. I'm your host, Tucker Dunn, and I'm here with executive producer Patty Olson. Hello. To discuss uh, recent events. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about uh, the January 6th uh, insurrection. We're going to talk about the inauguration. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about some of Biden's first policies that he's introduced. Mm -hmm. And we'll close out with the impeachment trial. All right. So January 6th. Yeah. (laughs) Not a great day to be alive. Not a great day. (laughs) I, you know, I wasn't around for Mm 9-11. Just missed it, luckily. But, uh, you know, I got to say, it's the worst, probably the worst thing that's happened in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, for America. At least that we can remember, you know. Right. I mean, but I don't, I mean, even the financial crisis. Yeah. I'm... I was scared on January 6th. I was like, mm-hmm. what it's are they one of those do? things where I could ask somebody, where were you during the Capitol riot? Mm-hmm. And they could tell me. I'll have a good story for that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, go ahead. Okay. We well, can get into the uh, specifics of what happened that day. And- so basically, um, in Wichita, there is a, a, a place where small children go. It's called Exploration Place. Uh, they have a... Uh, a castle there uh, for young kids to play in. And I went there with my girlfriend, you know, kind of just to relive some old memories. You know, we and, uh, she and I both, you know, spent a lot of time there when we were kids. And we were like, you know, it's a Tuesday. Let's go there. And while we were in the castle, uh, this happened, which kind of ruined the place for me. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about what happened. So yeah. was this Antifa? No. Exactly. No. No. So there's been almost no evidence so far mm-hmm. that any of this was staged by the other side. I don't think there was any evidence well, at all. Well, there is a video of somebody like rubbing like <clears throat> onion under their eyes or something. That's like, in, like <laughs> I think it was onion. They were doing some <laughs> like some intentional crying agent, but it was like, yeah. Okay. There, it was one person, not like the entire crowd okay. of thousands. Yeah. But. So this was Trump supporters. Yeah. For those of you who think it wasn't, like I don't think there's good evidence to say that. There have been were... there have been some pictures, you know, of like tattoos. Um, and none of it is real. A lot of it is out of context. Most of it, you know, is is altered. There was a picture of the guy in Buffalo uh, Buffalo in horns, the right? Buffalo horn at or a the horns, yeah, yeah at, you know, at a uh, a BLM riot. But he was there as a Trump supporter, you right. know, as a counter protester. Right. And he was so, not. He yeah. was not Antifa. And you know, he was one of the main, you know, people leading right. that riot. And so it's very, very clear that he was, you know, a Trump supporter. Sure. So the riot on the Capitol was an attempt to prevent the counting of electoral votes. Yeah. Which I think we talked about last time. We mm-hmm. talked about Mike Pence's ability to maybe do something about that. Yeah. Which is well, shoddy. which is shoddy. Yeah. And. Uh, Definitely. I mean, him unilaterally doing something, basically, no, no chance no that chance that's correct. All. Not at all. But all of Congress is still iffy. Yeah. Like, there's no indication in the Constitution that Congress can just vote not to accept electoral exactly. votes. And, you know, if the Electoral Count Act, is that what it's called, yes. of, of 1887, if that were challenged in court, it probably wouldn't stand. No, no, that's the consensus yeah. that I've heard. Um, so this was a riot, if you... well. You've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. These rioters, uh, some protesters, I don't want to call them all rioters because I didn't do that for BLM either. And yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so these people, 
went to the Capitol. Some of them marched to the Capitol. Some of them, well, they all met in D.C. Mm-hmm. Trump spoke. Giuliani spoke. Don Jr. spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared, Jared Kushner spoke. Yeah, probably. A lot of people spoke at this rally. And Trump said, we're going to march down to the Capitol. He didn't say get violent. He didn't say anything like that. Mm-hmm. He, he made the... I think he explicitly said be peaceful. However, Rudy Giuliani did say something along the lines of trial by combat. Of trial by combat. One thing Trump did say that, you know, a lot of people have quoted is if you don't fight like hell, we're not going to have a country anymore. Which, you know, fight you know, I, I'm not I'm not a and you know an, an expert at semantics, but the word fight can be taken in different ways. It can be, you know, fight legally or fight physically. Right. So and that's iffy. Right. And it's like a it could be an intentional thing on Trump's part, a conflation to say, you know, go fight. Like, mm-hmm. you could easily, after the fact, say, oh, no, I was just telling people to stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. But, you know, it's predictable that that would rile people yeah. up and yeah. cause something like what happened. Mm-hmm. And so these people marched to the Capitol, not led by Trump. Trump yeah. returned to the White House. Yeah. They marched down to the Capitol, and, well, most of them. And a small fraction of those ended up inside the, uh, the inside building. the building itself, yeah. which is illegal. Mm-hmm. You can't trespass yeah. on Capitol grounds. You can't. I don't think you can enter the Capitol unless you're invited by a U.S. member of Congress. You can enter through the visitor center. I've been in there twice. Oh, there yeah. is a visitor yeah. center yeah, that been... you don't need an appointment. No, no. Okay. Yeah, you can you can you can go in there. You can take tours. Okay. Um, when they're not in session, you actually can go into the chambers. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, okay. they have a gallery and everything. It's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, these people... We're, broke... Did not go through the visitor center. No, <laughs> they did They went through the front doors. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they walked in. Um, many of them stole things. They mm-hmm. destroyed federal property. Yep. These are thugs. Mm-hmm. These are rioters. Yep. I said the same thing about BLM. Yep. Other people did not say the same thing about BLM. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a rioting and storming the Capitol to disrupt the legal process mm-hmm. of counting electoral votes is different than rioting in the streets like what happened in the summer yeah. of 2020 with BLM. However, there is a common theme of, you know, rioting and violence and yeah. a large group of people engaging in terrible acts. Now... By the left's, well, by the media's own standard, this riot was mostly peaceful. The Capitol <laughs> riot was a mostly peaceful uh, protest. That does but, not mean it was good and in, in, you know, in right, any way, shape, or form. Right, but most people were not engaged in violence. Most people were just protesting. You know, I saw a video from that day of people standing outside the Capitol singing, um, I think they sang the national anthem and then they sang Amazing Grace. Mm. It's like, that's, that's awesome. Do that. Go to D.C., stand outside the Capitol, and sing the national anthem. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Do it. But do not go into the Capitol. Don't go into the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't hurt people. Don't destroy property, you yeah. know? Um, I think uh, multiple police officers have taken their own lives since the really? incident. I, oh, yeah, wow. D.C. DC police. It's happened more than once. Really? And which, I mean, it's predictable. It's yeah. not. It's terrible, but yeah. it's predictable when... When that kind of thing happens and everyone is blaming the D.C. police, mm-hmm. like, they should have been harder on these protesters. Like, I mean, remind me when someone in the BLM riots was shot by police. I mean, seriously. Mm. They were doing damage to people's property and hurting people. Yeah. And nobody was ever hurt by a police officer. 
I mean, nobody ever was hospitalized during the riots themselves. During the riots themselves. Okay, there was okay. obviously over the summer yeah. people were hurt by yeah. police. But, yeah, during no rioter was ever harmed by an officer. Presumably they did a lot worse stuff during the BLM riots. They, I mean, they injured people. They resulted in, I think, 30-plus deaths mm. throughout the course of the of the riots, and that's not counting police officers that were injured. Like, there's a video of somebody with a metal baseball mm. bat coming down on a police officer. Now, I'm not saying this makes the January 6th riot any better or that it makes it okay, but it's important to point out that there has been a double standard. And I will say that, you know, tear gas was used on protesters, you know, BLM protesters back in the summer, but tear gas was also used on the January 6th protest, well, the rioters. Right. So, you know, it was the same the right. same extent there. And, and someone died in the January 6th mm-hmm. riot. Someone was shot by the police. So to say that the, and that was one person out of what, a few hundred yeah. that were rioting, compared to out of millions and millions of people rioting over the summer, I mean, at least millions gathered for the protests yeah, as probably, opposed to thousands, yeah, in, thousands in the Capitol. Yeah. So you can tell that one, you would expect to have a lot more injuries, casualties than the other, mm. right? Except it didn't. The smaller protest had one victim. The bigger protest had none. So to say that the Capitol riot, like that the police treated them, you know, they just let them in or that they that they were just, you know, fine with it is not the case. One thing I will say, a lot of people, you know, have been trashing the uh, Capitol Police and the D.C. Police um, or the Metropolitan Police. However, um, it was actually the mayor of Washington, D.C. who decided, you know, to um, step back on policing uh, after the BLM stuff happened over the summer. She decided, you know, we should have less police and therefore, or less of a police presence and therefore, you know, they were able to, to get into the Capitol a lot easier with less police. Right, that's true. And I think Muriel Bowser, the mayor of mm-hmm. D.C., it might be interesting to look at her reactions to the BLM protests and then to the Capitol riot. Mm-hmm. To the BLM protests, she responded by painting a street yeah. with the words Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I saw it. It was very large. Yeah. Very the, large. Yeah. No one died. No no protesters were severely injured, as far as I know of, in, the D, in D.C., in the protests, yeah. which was much larger, much more chance of harm. Nobody harmed. The Capitol riot, you know, I don't see stop the steal spray painted onto the <laughs> spray painted yeah. onto the road of Washington yeah. D.C., which not that I'm saying it should be, it shouldn't be, but it's just it's yeah. it's hilarious there, to say that people are welcoming the Capitol rioters with open arms and that they're so harsh on BLM. It's not. It's the opposite, really. Yeah. Now I, you know, I think we should say that the riot was based on false premises. You know, yeah. the, the, the Capitol riot was based on yes. totally false premises. There was not enough election fraud to overturn the election. You know, right? And so I think you know we we have to you know establish that this was a terrible thing that happened. Yes. And we do not condone it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. However, I would say the same thing about BLM. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so there's, du- I mean, there's double standards on both sides. I've been calling out the left because I think the left is worse about it because the right will condemn the Capitol riot for the most part. Yeah. But if you're on the left and you say rioting is okay when it's for racial justice but not for when people think an election has been rigged, 
not saying that it was or that it was stolen or anything else, mm-hmm. but to say that it was okay at one point when it was something I liked and not another time when it was something I didn't like, mm-hmm. that's hypocrisy. Yeah. Now, if you're on the right and you said the BLM protests were terrible and then you don't condemn the Capitol riot, you're also a hypocrite. Yeah. You, what you have to do to be a logical, a consistent human being mm-hmm. is to set a standard and then check if it meets the standard. Yeah. So I say hurting people and doing damage to property and trespassing is bad. It's bad whether you're protesting in the name of racial justice or for a stolen election. Yeah. Their election wasn't stolen, and I don't think most of the BLM protests were correct in what they were protesting either. I don't. I mean, what happened to George Floyd? Terrible. To say that that's a st- systemic issue that is a problem with all of America that reflects on every cop or every white person or every American, mm-hmm. that's silly. Yeah. And... So both riots, silly. Both riots, violent. Terrible. They're all terrible. Yeah. And if you say that one was bad and the other was not, you're wrong. Yeah. And, gosh. Speaking just... of hypocrisy uh, when it comes to this, uh, let's move on to the inauguration, I think. To the inauguration? Yeah. So, you know, in Biden's inaugural address, it was a decently good speech. I remember you texted me that during the speech. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, I watched um, it live. It was, yeah. honestly, it was inspiring. Yeah. Like, I I liked it better than probably any speech mm-hmm. I heard Trump give during yeah. his presidency. Now, the thing is, you know, uh, one of the things that Biden talked about, one of his main themes was unity. And one of the the things that was very lacking in um very lacking in his speech was unifying against you know violence overall you know he very vocally condemned the capital riots but made no mention of the BLM riots at all right and, and so one was more recent obviously yeah, uh, yeah. and but, so that's understandable but but to say that you know when you when you say violence is bad it's nice to say this this and this yeah. is bad or violence in the name of anything is yeah. bad yeah that would make a lot of sense. It would mm-hmm. make your point really strong yeah. and unifying. Yeah. Like people agree. Le- Most people unifying. don't like violence. Yeah. Most people on the left said, we don't want violence at the BLM protests. Mm-hmm. Most people on the right said, we don't want violence at the Capitol riot. Yeah. Including Trump, by the way. When We'll talk about this yeah. later. But he was not saying, go storm the Capitol. Yeah. He was not saying, go hurt people and go, you know end the lives of people you don't like or, you know, burn down the system like BLM might have been, well, did say. Mm. Um, And so I guess I want to talk about how they were, you know, their messages. Because Trump was removed from Twitter. Yeah. That's that's it. And his Facebook removal is pending. Right. It's, you know, going to a review board right now. Right. And so he was permanently banned from Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he was banned on the grounds of incitement. Yeah. So... Did he incite violence on Twitter? On well, well specifically on Twitter, probably. Specifically right? on Twitter, I don't think so. Well, on I, Twitter, there was a tweet that day of the day of the riot that said, like, well, he tweeted out a video that said, mm-hmm. "We love you. You're very great people. Go home. Yeah. Be peaceful." And then he said, "Yes, this election was stolen, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. It's a travesty. But be peaceful and go home." Yeah. I don't think I hold somebody accountable for incitement in that case Mm. you know if like i get it you're riling people up it's irresponsible yes Mm -hmm. i don't think it's incitement to say hey you're right but go home like i i wouldn't hold 
you know, oh, phone's ringing in the phone's background. Ringing. Sorry about that. But I wouldn't hold Biden liable for incitement. I wouldn't ban him for incitement for saying, yes, there are issues. Yes, there is systemic racism and we need to, you know, we need to go riot out in the streets and, well, not riot. He didn't say we need to riot. Yeah. But he said there's systemic, he basically said, you're right in what you're protesting about, but be peaceful. That's what Trump said. He mm-hmm. said, you're right, mm. but you have to be peaceful. I think telling somebody that the election was stolen is stupid, and it will lead to violence. Yeah. It's obvious that that's the case. But I don't hold somebody, I wouldn't hold somebody responsible for that if they also said, be peaceful, which is both sides did that during their respective riots. Mm. So well, interesting, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's fair to say... Trump is, you know, Trump said, you're right, but be peaceful, that that is incitement. Mm. But all of the Democrats who said, racial justice, we need this, we need to be protesting out in the streets, you need to march, you need to, all these things. I mean, they Mm. literally said, quote, tear down the system, which seems pretty inflammatory to me. I mean, if I heard tear down the system, one of my instincts might be, go burn down buildings which happened like the courthouse was burnt down Mm -hmm. i mean like the capital wasn't burnt down so you know i'm not going to say that one was better than the other because one was an attack on democracy and one was an attack on private property yeah so so they're you know they're they're definitely different they're different but they're both absolutely egregious right yeah and and one side thinks that one was not egregious the other side for the most part thinks that they were both egregious Mm. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, there are some people who think the Capitol riot wasn't so bad. Those people are not us. No, nope, people. We, we are not them. We are not them. We don't associate with those people. Nope. Um, have you seen there's a new uh, party called the Patriot Party? Oh, goodness. They, uh, they decided to start, they decided the Republicans are no good, ah. so they're starting a party called the Patriot Party. Mm. It's insane. It's scary how fast their oh, Instagram yeah. page is oh, growing. I, I followed it because I wanted to see what was okay, going on. Yeah. And... It was at 80,000, and like two days later I checked, and it was at 100,000. Oh, my gosh. It's like, wow. That's scary. Yeah, it is. And so, and these are the stop the steal people. Mm, Yeah. um, Which are just as bad as the BLM people. Yeah. Um, If not worse. I mean, I think stop the steal, like, BLM is like a good-natured. Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, you're fighting, you know, for. For what what you you believe is a good cause. What you believe to be a good cause. Whereas, you know, stop the steal, it's. Like, kind of a personality kind, cult. Yeah, it really yeah, is just yeah. like, we love Trump. Trump didn't win. Election was rigged. Granted, I mean, I also think that the people who believe in Stop the Steal, you know, have been told information, you know. You know, yeah. they've been lied to. Yeah, they've been lied to. Been and lied and to, so but they, they you, believe that. Right, but you you kind of have a responsibility to make sure you're not being lied to before yeah. you go trespass and hurt people yeah. and all yeah. that. Which, you know, applies to BLM too. You yeah. have an obligation to be right before you go do violence against people. Mm. But, oh, just don't do violence yeah, just as don't, a general just don't, rule. Just don't do violence against people. Because you might be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, let's go to, yeah, I mean, yeah. is there anything else about the inauguration? Um, Bernie Sanders mittens? Have you... Oh, oh, we yeah. love them. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. Uh, Guy Fieri's Instagram post. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. He's, he's not. driving in a red Corvette. I think it's a red Corvette. <laughs> okay. And he's driving with his shades on, and he's like, 
you know, he's jamming, and mm-hmm. Bernie's sitting there next to him. <laughs> and I love it. Oh. And then there's one that was in a Cracker Barrel. Oh, okay. Somebody, yeah. somebody hung a picture of Bernie up in, like, a black and white picture, like he was sitting in a rocking chair, <laughs> and they hung it up, like, for an old-fashioned oh, picture in a Cracker I Barrel. That. I love um, that. Yeah, and oh. so somebody posted, like, who hung this up in Cracker Barrel? <laughs> But that's funny. Yeah. So that's the most important thing that happened in the inauguration. Now, what happened after the inauguration? We also want to talk about that. Right. So Joe Biden signed more executive orders on the first day of his presidency Mm -hmm. than any other president in history. So the second place was actually a two way tie between between Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Yes. And the tie was one. One. (laughs) One executive order. Biden did 17. Yeah. His first day. He went back to the Oval Office sat down at the Resolute desk and had a pile of executive orders next to him that was taller than he was. Yeah. You know, granted, I mean, a lot of presidents have done a lot of executive orders in their, you know, first two weeks, three weeks after they've took, taken office. Right. But still, 17 on your first day, that, that's, that's noteworthy. It's, it's noteworthy. It's unprecedented. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, executive orders are, they're not supposed to be policymaking. Yeah. They are supposed to be directives about how to enforce the law. Yeah, you know, policy. They're supposed to be policy enforcing. Policy enforcement or, you know, executive branch policy yeah. like, you know, here's, you know, transgender bathrooms in federal buildings would be executive policy. Yeah. Because it's making rules for, for federal, federal buildings yeah. which are used to enforce the laws. Yeah. However, immigration is not in the executive branches. Um, you know, you can't just make immigration law. By executive order. There's a great SNL skit um, where they make fun of Obama's use of an executive order to establish DACA. Right. Um, it's a fun one. Yeah, but, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so some executive orders that he uh, signed. One was to re-enter the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. So this has no effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so the way this works is the president has the power to make treaties. The Senate has to ratify them with a two-thirds vote. So we never entered, quote-unquote, entered the Paris Climate Accord Mm -hmm. because, you know, the president, Obama, signed saying, yeah, we'll enter it. But the Senate never ratified it. I don't know if it even came to a vote because Mm -hmm. nobody thought that two-thirds of the Senate would ratify it. Yeah. And so Trump took us out of it. Biden put us back in. Nothing will change because two-thirds of the Senate is not going to vote to enter the Paris Climate Accord Mm -hmm. and make that binding law over the united states because if we wanted that to be our environmental law we could just make a law anyway yeah i mean we don't need to enter a treaty for it um he also signed another executive order um affirming roe versus well it was more of a statement uh on the day of roe i guess yeah it's not an executive order january 22nd um you know biden put out a joint a joint statement with uh vice president harris uh in which they said you know we are committed to uh, defending Roe v. Wade, which is sad. You know, Biden is a Catholic. Uh, he claims to be a Catholic. Right. Uh, and, you know, the Catholic Church has a very, very strong anti-abortion policy. That's what, you know, a lot of us are known for. And so it's a little sad to see, you know, someone who claims to be a devout Catholic, you know, you know, so strongly supporting abortion. Right. And within the Catholic Church, if I'm not mistaken, you know, there's some there's some leeway on issues like gay marriage. You know, like some people are religious conservative; they're against it. Some people, I think the Pope said that it's fine. Mm, not necessarily. It's a little more um, nuanced than that. But okay. you know, um, but basically, you know, you have your 
you can have different positions on it within the Catholic Church and not be like thrown out of the church. Abortion, abortion is a lot is further very, out there. For very a strong, very strong. Right. Um, yeah, and so you know, Nancy Pelosi is also Catholic. Um, Quote, air quotes Catholic. <laughs> yeah, and she and Biden have both been denied communion at some point in the past, which is iffy to say the least. But that just you know goes to show how you know how strong these opinions are, and you know how how controversial these opinions are. But uh, you know that's that's pretty much all. You know he signed he signed that uh, that joint statement with with Harris and right. It won't have any effect. No, it's no. just a statement. Yeah, which is what most of the Biden presidency's <laughs> presidency is going to be about. Uh, I, I think no meant, effect. I, I think you meant the uh, the Harris presidency. The Harris presidency. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, <sighs> let's see about the. Oh okay. yeah. So um, in the past few days, uh, very soon after you know Biden took office. He started breaking a few a uh, few precedents when it came to um, positions in the government that are appointed by the president. So, uh, the head of the National Labor sorry the National Labor Relations Board is appointed by the president and has a term. Oh gosh, I forget exactly how long it is. Maybe four years. Uh, but basically, you know, each president will allow their successor's appointee to, you know, serve their full term. Uh, President Obama uh, allowed, you know, Bush's appointee to, to stay up into like eight months into his term. And President Trump allowed Obama's appointee to stay, I think, gosh, nine months into his term. Maybe it's the other way around. Um, but Biden forced this person to resign. Uh, this hasn't happened for like the 70 years. Well, for like 70 years, you know, it's been in existence for I think 90 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, but, you know, for 70 years, this person has not been, you know, forcefully pushed out of the pushed out of the position, and Biden did that, which right. is not very good for you know for his you know claims of calling unity. for unity. Exactly, right. you're just like, hey, by the way, if you like Trump, you're fired. Yeah, and yeah. I think very that's, unifying. Now the thing is, um, this wasn't even you know this person wasn't even that controversial, and this is you know a, no, this is a labor. This board. Is, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not a. It's not the labor secretary yeah. either. Yeah, it's just you know the head of the National Labor Relations Board, and Which Biden just does nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Biden just you know right. kicked him out. Yeah, um, forced him to resign. Um, you know he sent he sent this person and one other person I cannot remember who they were, um, but he sent them an, uh, a, uh, a memo saying you know if you don't resign by two, President Biden will fire you, <laughs> which is just ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I want to actually, you know, have a message towards unity, but that does not help it at all. Right. And when you say unity, unity has to be, here's what we agree on. Mm -hmm. There's some things we can disagree on, but we agree on some things. Mm -hmm. Unity cannot be, if you like the other side, shut up. Yeah. That's not how you, like, yeah, it's sort of unity. That's not going to work. Telling the anybody who voted for Trump, that they, you know, you're fired, or you don't get to have an opinion, or you're canceled. That's not unity. That's tyranny. You know, and Reagan has a quote. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher it terribly. Um, a person with whom you agree with 80% of the time is an ally, not a 20% traitor. I think I butchered that. I might have messed it up. But like saying, well, you know, a person you agree with 80% of the time is an ally, not, you know, someone who's a traitor 20% you know, right. of the time. and... And in the United States, you know, it feels like we're really polarized, yeah. and we are. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, most people aren't Marxists. Yeah. And most people aren't 
anarchists yeah. on the left or the right, mm-hmm. and most people aren't Nazis, and most yeah. people aren't communists, yeah. and you see what I'm saying, you know, people on the other side, mostly we want the same things. We want what is best for mm-hmm. the country, yeah. we disagree on what that is, but we agree, you know, we agree in the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. we're like, here are the rights of people, mm-hmm. we want to protect them, we go about that in different ways, but we can agree and have a a polite discussion about it, and that doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be you're fired if you voted for the other yeah. guy, or if you worked for the other guy, yeah. and it doesn't have to be you're canceled for voting for Trump either. Yeah. You know, the problem is the people at both extremes of the bell curve are the ones who ride in the streets and invade the Capitol, you know, right. and they are the ones who get, you know, all the attention. That's one of the reasons we're so polarized, right. uh, because, you know, the vocal minorities right. obviously so, overpower the uh, the non-vocal majorities. Right. And so when you say, you know, when you're a Republican and you see people who you view as Marxists riding in the streets, mm-hmm. because BLM was... It was mostly Marxism. I mean, sort of. Yeah. It was Marxism with race instead of social class, but it was similar. If you're a Republican and you see that, and you're saying, well, this is the other side, really, and, like, politicians aren't condemning this, wow. Like, that's the other side. And you hate the other side. And if you're a Democrat and you see the Capitol riot, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you live in the city, you don't talk to many Republicans. Yeah. So... You think that's the other side. Well, I must be the good guy and they must be the bad guy and we should just make them all lose their jobs and be silenced. But that's not the other side. Most most people are a lot more like Mitt Romney than they are like President Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I respect Mitt Romney. I miss him. <laughs> he, he was the one Republican who voted to convict Trump. And yeah. Gosh, I mean, that takes guts. Seriously, yeah. he is... He was loved. Like, nobody hated Mitt yeah. Romney in the Republican Party. He was our presidential candidate not very long ago, 2012. And, you know, the thing is, he did vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett because he stands on principle. You know, right. you know, He's a conservative who believes in yeah. what he believes in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he believes that Trump committed impeachable offenses, he's going to vote to convict, whether it's a Republican mm-hmm. or a Democrat. And he believed, That's a good guy. He believed that Amy Coney Barrett was a good pick, which she was. Right. And so he voted for her, right. you know, because she wouldn't, you know, uphold the law. She was an right. originalist, you know, she was awesome. Right. And so, I mean, and Mitt Romney's from Utah, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Utah is not like a state that's like a little red, but <laughs> you get moderates. Like, these aren't moderate. They, these are very conservative yeah. people. Yeah. Mitt Romney is just a good human mm-hmm. being. Exactly. Who will vote with his conscience. Yeah. And not with his party. And yeah. people who are hardcore Republicans will vote. They'll say, oh, he voted against Republicans. He's a rhino. But, like, uh, like, no, I, I, I hate, um, I, sorry, I, I just hate the, um, the blind tribalism that we have in right. both parties right now. You know? Right. If you're against one thing that the party says, you're out. Yeah. You're not the nominee anymore. You're yeah. not our senator anymore. Yeah. It, it's sad. Yeah. But um, speaking of you know, impeachment. Speaking of impeachment. So, um, President Trump, a few weeks ago, I think it was on the 14th, was it the 14th? He was, imp- he was right. impeached a few by the House. Ago, that'd be a week ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 10 days ago. Uh, he was impeached by the House um, for the second time. Yep. First uh, president ever to for, be impeached mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. And congratulations. <laughs> you left a legacy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so he was impeached again uh, on crimes of, well, charges of incitement. Incitement of violence mm-hmm. or incitement of insurrection. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the the Senate trial, I think last I heard, Schumer tried to get um, an agenda, oh, a, a, um, a Senate agenda pushed through that would put the trial on February 8th, which is in, gosh, how, how long away is that? So that, that is so uh, two weeks from now. Plus, yeah. yeah, 15 days from now. Yep. And, you know, that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see how, you know, re- Republicans, you know, go on this. Right. I, th- I, I think he'll get convicted. You think so? I would bet he would. You think 17 Republicans are going to go for that? I know that we can probably guarantee on, you know, probably Collins. Yeah, maybe Collins, Murkowski. Murkowski. Is Romney still in office? Uh, yes. He was, so, he was elected in 2018. Okay, so, yeah. so Romney. So, yeah, Romney. Um, um, I don't know. I think you could get most of the moderates yeah, to vote. You think yes. so? I think so. I think... The people who won't, obviously, like Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, yeah, they yeah. were the ones that were, like, pushing on mm-hmm. the riot. I don't think they were really inciting. Hawley was more immature about it than Cruz was. Oh, yeah. Cruz just believes that the election was stolen. He's wrong, but he didn't call for violence, and he didn't... I don't think he riled people up mm-hmm. like Trump did, even. And they just... They shame these people because they vote to... They voted mm-hmm. to overturn the election on January 6th, which we didn't talk about, but... Yeah. Um, it wasn't very important. It was like yeah. six people voted that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think McConnell could vote. McConnell. To McConnell had. You know, he came out publicly and said that you know Trump incited this. Yeah. Like, he he came out. That was like front page news on on the Wall Street Journal. He was. Um, it's it's interesting because you know I feel like if he goes, then all the moderates are going to follow him. Now that you mentioned that, I think there's a decent chance he could get convicted. Right. You know, because if the leader of the Republican yeah. minority, yeah, supports removal, I mean. He supports the removal of a Republican president. I mean, yeah. this is like Nixon territory yeah. of how many people support the impeachment. And it's like 60-something percent of people support Biden right now. Yeah, and yeah. And like 40% supported Trump when he entered office. Yeah, I mean, you know, Biden and Trump are kind of outliers. Um, they are. Usually it's more like 70, 70, 70 But to Biden, 80. it's to show that Biden is more, a lot more popular yeah. than Trump is now. And I think that... Um, Gosh, even maybe I think Lindsey Graham might. He could. You know, Lindsey Graham, he yeah. came out pretty strongly against the riots. And I think he, he came and, like, said, yeah. you know, in the days after January 6th that yeah. the uh, the challenging of the electoral votes was bad. Right. I think Rand Paul will vote to convict. Yeah, I think he probably um, will, too. I was listening to Lindsey Graham. I think Lindsey Graham was drunk. <laughs> he might have been drunk on the Senate floor. <laughs> I don't. There's no confirmation wait, of this. Wait, really? But he was flush. And oh, gosh. It could have been just he was mad, yeah. which he would be. Yeah, but I, that would make he, sense. A lot of people, I was watching a live stream, and a lot oh, of people gosh. were commenting in the live stream, like, oh, what did you goodness. drink, Lindsey? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so Lindsey Graham was speaking, and he was saying, you know, he was condemning what happened, mm-hmm. and he was kind of blaming Trump for it. And one thing he said was, it's a rare day when I say that I agree with Rand Paul. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... Ugh. Rand Paul Gosh. had a really good thread uh, the, the evening after. You know, he said that, you know, we need to go back to the actual principles that, you know, founded the country. You know, right. the, you know uh, the good principles that founded the country, you know. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know, uh, principles espoused in the Declaration of Independence, you know, and that we need to go back to rational thought and actually, you know, be unified rather than just, you know, tribalist. Right, and right. So. And... Gosh, I wish Rand Paul would oh, just be president I love already. That man. Love that man. Is he gonna just keep running till he's like ninety, like I, his I dad? Hope. Yeah, like I hope so. I hope so. See, Ron Paul has gotten enough electoral votes yeah. over his lifetime; <laughs> he can cash them yeah, in now. Yeah, he can cash them in and become president. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I have seven thousand electoral votes. <laughs> They're just not from one year. They're yeah. from seventy years. Yeah, yeah. No, um, 
Yeah, I, I respect both of the Pauls. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like Rand a lot better than I like Ron Paul. Yeah. But I don't know. I, Rand Paul is just more... It might just be that he's more charismatic. Yeah. I saw a video of him talking with, uh, you know, a Christian, a religious conservative mm-hmm. group. I think... I don't know. They might have been Mormons. Oh, but really? he was he was out there speaking to them, and he was so charismatic. He was explaining why, you know, he calls himself a libertarian. Mm-hmm. He's not like the LP. Yeah. But he's... He believes in liberty, and he's more, yeah. you know, he's a small government conservative, like a Tea Party leftover, I guess. Yeah. And I think he was around before then, though. He probably, oh, yeah, yeah. he was like a leader of the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And he just explained libertarianism so well. Oh, yeah. He was saying, you know, look, me not, you know, I'm not responsible for you. You're not responsible for me. Mm-hmm. We can be friends, but if my friend commits a crime, I don't go to jail. You know, that kind of thing. You yeah. know, if I, I'm not responsible for everybody else all the time, mm. I'm responsible for me. Yeah. And if I succeed, I succeeded. Good job. I'll share that with all my friends because I'm a religious conservative and I believe in, I believe in charity and I believe in sharing the wealth mm-hmm. and I believe in all this. But if something bad happens to me, that's not your fault. Mm. You don't have to give me money if you're not a charitable person. And... I don't know what he said. He talked about abortion, and mm-hmm. he talked about all these things. He was uh, he was great. Yeah. I think if people listened to Rand Paul more, he would be yeah. he'd be more popular. You know, I hope that the future of the party lies in that direction. And speaking mm-hmm. of the future of the party, um, you know, there's a potential. There is a potential if Trump is convicted that you know the the Senate or is it the House? The Senate could also you know, um, or it might be it's both. The Senate. I think it just the Senate has oh. to vote to do it because that's it's part of the conviction. Yeah. It's like the yeah. sentencing, quote so, unquote. Um, the, the Senate can choose to bar him from seeking any further federal office, right? Right. Yeah, which would be, you know, that would be interesting if that would happen. But yeah. I think it would probably be a good thing. I think the, yeah. the party needs to, um, you know, leave Trumpism behind. You know, maybe the rhetoric. Um, no. Right. Well, I, yeah, the, the, the emotions of Trumpism. Yeah, you know? I saw someone... Uh, Talking about Trump and his kind of his brand of populism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he's yeah he kind of he inflames people and yeah. he says the other side hates you yeah. and you hate them and you know and it's we're not gonna good. and I'm a statement of how you hate them and that's why you elected me and I'm gonna show them why we hate them and all this. Well, I saw somebody. It was a prominent. It was like a Republican congressman, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And they said. You know, we made a deal with the devil when we elected yeah. Trump because yeah. that kind of thing is popular. Yeah, a lot of you know these. You know, I don't. I think it was. I, well, I think it was Lindsey Graham. Oh, was, you think it was I, Lindsey Graham? I think it might have been Lindsey Graham. Okay, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. But um, essentially, the idea is, you know, if you're a, I don't want to say redneck, but if you're a, <laughs> a country, you know, if you're a rural American, and you. Uh, and you support Trump, you probably think the other side hates you. And you might be right. A lot of them do. But not most of them. And <laughs> Patty's trying to find it. It was not Lindsey Graham. It was not Lindsey Graham? I... Unfortunate. Oh, Hillary. <laughs> that was a funny <laughs> article. Oh, that's can't bring that up. No oh, gosh. But, um, yeah, it was a deal with the devil. Because that kind of thing is really popular. People like that kind of message. It's It gets them riled up and it gets them to support it. But at the same time, you've you've sold out the soul of the party. Yeah. The conservative principle of, you know, this is our beliefs. We are going to be nice about it. We're kind people. And we, yeah. yeah. 
That's gone. We, yeah. They sold, the Republicans sold their soul to the devil, and the devil was Trump. And I think that, you know, getting Trump out of the picture could be good, you know, for the party in the future because, you know, the, the real soul of conservatism is, you know, faith in our institutions. You know, right. the, 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 the definition of conservatism is not to stray from our institutions, which right. is not what Trump did. Trump strayed from our institutions. Right. Trump is not a conservative. Right. No. He, he may have enacted conservative policies, right. you know, like uh, fiscally. Um, well, but, that's well, iffy. That's iffy. Yeah, gosh, I don't know if anyone is a fiscal conservative at this point. <laughs> no. No. Um, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. <laughs> that's it. That's about it. Uh, but no, like, the, the, the way that he, you know, challenged our electoral system, you know, these past three months, has not been conservative in any definition of the word, right. Right? any form of the word. And so I think that, um, I think that the, the party has really lost its spirit. And right. I think that, you know, we need to return to that if we want to, you know, see success in, in the future. We do. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, That's all we had that's, was that's, we're going to close out with the yeah. impeachment trial. Yeah. Um, so, we, you know the drill. Yeah. Uh, if you liked this episode of the podcast, you know, give it a share. We are, we're very, we've both been really busy between mm-hmm. school and work and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. It's, it's tough, but... We're trying to put out as much content as we mm-hmm. can. I mean, literally every time that we're available yeah. to do this, we I mean, we're constantly texting, mm-hmm. when can we do another episode? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do it this day. And so we're doing this as much as we can. We hope you guys appreciate that and can give it a like, mm-hmm. or a, not a like, give mm-hmm. it a share. Yeah. And, uh, and you if know, you're on Apple Music, I think you can rate us. You can right? rate us, yeah. yeah. You can give us a good rating, too. I don't think we have very many. I think we yeah. have like five ratings. Yeah. Hey, five stars. Hey. <laughs> um, we're, we're great. Five we're gr- people love us. Oh, yeah. That's oh, all yeah. we need. That's all we need. Um, but so if you like the podcast, give it a share. Give it a good rating. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't like the episode, you can tuck off. <laughs>